Welcome, friends, to the Freedom Cast. You are not the crazy one. Not quite a podcast, but rather a kick of confidence to pursue real freedom in your life and not the false manufactured freedom of this world. My name is Jody Meschuk, and I am super excited that you are here and a part of a community of sovereign human beings. Listen, if you've been called crazy, you are not alone because I've been called crazy for 13 years talking about truth. We are going to dive deep into some controversial things. Not sure why they're called controversial when they're truth, but we're going to dig deep into them. Some hard things we're going to talk about some things that might step on some toes, and you can take what resonates with you and leave the rest behind, kind of like a buffet. My goal is just for you to feel less crazy because you're not. Truth is not subjective, but people are. Even though you know, hmm, others still don't. Where the everyday mama meets uncompromised truth and where your small apprehensive no becomes a strong and resounding hell no. Let's get into it. Hey guys, welcome back to the Freedom Cast. And I have to say, this is probably one of the topics I am most excited to dig into recently. And it is the topic of natural immunity. Now, as you know, if if you've been around the block a few times, especially in the last 20 months, you can't even say the word natural immunity. I mean, the hashtag is blocked on Instagram. You get taken down if you talk about this this system that our bodies have been designed with ever since Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. And you can't even talk about it. It's like it doesn't exist anymore. It's like what what in the world happened to natural immunity? And I will tell you what happened to it. It's called a thing. It, it's called vaccines. <laughs> I had a hard time getting that word out. Uh, Half the time, I I keep thinking I have to censor myself like on social media, <laughs> but I don't have to here. Anyways, it's called vaccines, right? So we if, if we look from sort of a 30,000 foot level here, guys, and we go, what, is in the, what in the world is going on? Like, how can we ignore natural immunity? How, how is it that the media, that big pharma, that even doctors, who go to medical school and are supposed to understand the intricacies of the body, of which they don't because they're taught by big pharma in their medical books, how is it that they don't even recognize natural immunity or antibodies? Or that when you get an infection, there's this beautiful after effect of creating stronger health helping your body detox junk, purging. That should be what we're focusing on right now is why natural immunity works, why we should revere it. And I truly believe revering it because we are in a place right now, society, where it's almost as if many people are actually afraid of their own bodies. And why is that? I mean, again, you know, you can look at, you can look at those who just, they don't want to see it. They're wearing 10 masks. They're getting 50 million booster shots. They're believing, you know, the narcissist Fauci with whatever he says as if he's a God, they have already pledged their allegiance to the church of scientism. 
the cult of scientism is what I would say. And here's the thing is, is that happening because we really don't believe in the strength of the body? Is it happening because we really just have become so detached from listening, listening to our bodies, getting quiet, getting still, looking and seeing what is, what is the body doing? What is it telling me? And I think the answer is yes. We, have, we are so far gone. Our lives are so busy. People are on their phones all the time. They, they're tired. They're stressed out. They want the quick fix. So they go and they get the antibiotics. They go and they get the vaccine because it's marketed and it's been marketed and billed as the answer to everything. It's almost as if they, without actually overtly stating it, you watch commercials about vaccines, you watch the propaganda, you look at the media, you read the articles, and it's almost as if they're saying a vaccine is like a vitamin and nothing could be further from the truth. So, so I believe that one of the core reasons why natural immunity is being vilified and nobody wants to talk about it, well, we want to talk about it, but the corrupt media, the new world order, all of that stuff, the globalists don't want to talk about it, really comes back down to vaccines. It really does. I mean, there's other, there's other pieces to that puzzle, of course, but if you take away vaccines, you have to talk about natural immunity. If you take away natural immunity, it's as if vaccines are the cure-all to everything. So as I sit down to unpack this topic, I can't help but have a feeling of, like, it can feel overwhelming, right? It can feel sad. It, it can be frustrating. I'm sure I'm not alone in walking around sometimes and just looking at people and going, oh, I wonder if they fell for it. I wonder if they believe in the strength of their bodies. I wonder if they're asking questions. I wonder if they're critically thinking. And also, too, we're coming from different places, and I recognize that. So you might be listening to this Freedom Cast, and, you know, maybe you followed the schedule with your children, but you're just starting to question and wake up now, waking up to another way. Maybe you're listening to this for the first time and you never, you've never thought to question. Maybe you, you, maybe you didn't even know that you could actually go to any pediatrician you want to. You don't have to go to the one that people tell you to go to. If you don't like them, you can actually leave. If you don't want to do the vaccines, you can say no. Like maybe it's the first time where you're just really going, what in the world is going on? This doesn't seem right. And maybe I should start questioning. Maybe you've never vaccinated your children. Maybe you've never had a vaccine in your life. So we're coming from a lot of different backgrounds and journeys and that's okay because at the end of the day, I think if, if you can get more confident on this topic of natural immunity, it will just open up so many more pathways of questioning and maybe even changing your perspective on things. I think it will give you a ton of confidence. I think understanding and learning more about natural immunity and the role that it plays will give you 
just this feeling of empowerment that you've maybe never felt before. We live in a space where we can be a subject matter expert on truly any topic. We really can. You don't have to go to to medical school to understand natural immunity. If you want to submerge yourself in this topic or any other topic, you can be your own expert, just like you can be your own doctor. To stay within the confines of what makes, well, basically, so many people choose to follow blindly. They never question, and they stay within those confines of what makes them feel safe and comfortable. To be obedient to the so-called experts, the Church of Scientists and the Church of Fauci, because that is what we have been programmed. Even I have been programmed in my life. And it wasn't until my son was injured with those nine vaccines in one visit, and we almost lost him, and then he regressed into autism, and then we pulled him out of it. We reversed that diagnosis. We detoxed the damage that those vaccines created in his system. But I was programmed. I was programmed to blindly trust the system. I was programmed that you go to the doctor if you have a UTI or an ear infection or strep throat and you get antibiotics. I didn't know that there was another way. I didn't know that if I changed the terrain of my body, if I chose better foods, if I slowed my life down, if I meditated and prayed and surrounded myself with healthy people, healthy emotionally and physically, had some boundaries, I had no idea that there was another way, that there was actually thriving instead of just feeling like I was surviving every day. I want you to know that you don't have to obey. You can and should question everything. And I'm here to empower you to do your own research, become your own expert. We learn, yes, from personal experience. I am in this place today because of what I went through with my son. But I had to be willing to want to see it. I had to be willing to want to question. I don't think I would have been open to receiving information about vaccines before my son was injured. And that sounds like a really, really crappy thing to say. But let me explain for a minute. For years, I struggled with guilt and shame. For years, that I should have known better that I should have chosen something different. And it was not until I realized that that's what I needed to wake me up, that I was able to look at his injury and his story with a fresh perspective of his injury will not be in vain, that I can share his story and the triumph, the trials, the tribulations, the highs, the lows, and, to, and the point to where now you would never know he had autism so that I can help other people. We learn through those experiences, and sometimes the experiences suck. Sometimes they do. And then sometimes we'll learn something and we'll, we'll be like, oh, my gosh. And then we won't. We'll be equipped. We'll be empowered. When a situation comes up, we won't feel like we're lost. We know exactly what we want to do because we're confident. 
had to break free from the system, the system that tried to steal my little boy away from me, the system that focuses on wealth care, wealth care, not health care. And I don't mean wealth care like you're going to build some wealth. (laughs) I mean lining their pockets. It's a profit system, not a health care system. When we open our eyes and stop paying attention to the mainstream media and we start asking questions and demanding answers, you guys, Pandora's box opens. And it opens in a beautiful way. It's freeing. From birth, we are corralled into a system of indoctrination that feeds off of us like a parasite until we have nothing left to give. From the moment of conception, we are at the hands of that very system. I want you to think about pregnancy, birth. Go back to the Freedom Cast that I did with Jennifer Miller and listen to that. I'm not saying there is not a time and a place for medical intervention, but it must be appropriate and not coerced. It cannot be invasive. It cannot be forced. This is actually one of the topics that um, I'm starting to become even more passionate about again because it wasn't until my third child that I really latched onto this concept of holistic pregnancy, delivery, infancy, toddlerhood. And it goes right into this topic of natural immunity, of what are we doing to help our bodies thrive instead of just survive and being a victim and a slave to the system. And that system, that foundation is built upon vaccines, my friends. There is no way around it. It is built upon the backs of big pharma and vaccines. So let's actually recap a little little scenario here. Picture this, your first ultrasound. Your baby's cells are multiplying like wildfire. Major organs are developing. Their tiny, perfect heart is beginning to beat. And then, bam, a dose of radiation from an ultrasound. Because guess what the system says you have to do? You have to get an ultrasound at eight weeks. Let's check and make sure you're pregnant. Let's check and make sure everything looks good. Those cells are splitting rapidly. The last thing you want to do is subject them to radiation, even low level, which is exactly their excuse. It's just low level. It doesn't do anything. Everything's safe. Really? How can you ensure that it's safe? Can you promise me that it's safe? And why are we doing ultrasounds at eight weeks? Why? Followed by test after test, flu shot, Tdap shot, the orange drink, the list goes on. And you know what? If you say no, you're shamed. If you say, no, I don't want the orange drink. I'm going to do something else. You're looked at as if you're, you are a conspiracy theorist. And how many times in an OBGYN's office is a woman forced and coerced and shamed if they don't get a flu shot or a Tdap shot? Then upon delivery, it's more testing, more, more vaccines, a, 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 you know, poke in the heel of the baby, unnecessary medical procedures and interventions for both, for both mom and baby. 
Again, I'm not talking about a true emergency here. But you guys, why are we opting to get C-sections just for convenience? Because Joey has a soccer game and you might go into labor. Why are we, why are we doing this? Then you've got the baby and their first round of shots. The first one within minutes of being born, the hepatitis B. For a baby that's not even sexually active. And if there's a concern of drug use, then they should test the mother. Not shoot the baby up with poison that has literal poison in it. And we wonder why so many babies end up in the NICU with jaundice because of the of the toxins that are in the hepatitis B shot that affect the liver. And then you've got more shots. And then by the time your child is 12 months, 10, 12 months, they've had 16 different shots or more. Many of them requiring multiple rounds. And then what typically happens? Anytime in that first year of life, eczema, allergies, autism, autoimmune, speech, learning delays that show up right around age 15 months to two years to two and a half years, ear infections, recurrent illness, fevers, colds, flus, stunted growth, hormone issues. The list is endless. And then what do we do? We start removing things like tonsils and adenoids, adenoids, appendix. We place tubes in the ears. We get inhalers and prescription medications. Their immune system becomes weaker and weaker and more dependent upon the system. Now we have teenagers and young adults with severely compromised immune systems and acne, extreme hormonal fluctuations. You throw... You throw in the unrealistic views of what the world is and how they should look and what, what, what do you know? We have anxiety and depression running rampant. We have gender confusion. So we put them on more meds until it's drugs and alcohol and more meds. You guys see where I'm going with this. It's almost as if the very system we are made to believe heals us is making us sick. It's stealing our natural immunity. But it's not shocking, is it? It kind of makes sense in the most sad and horrifying way. If the healthcare system actually cared about our health, promoted diet, exercise, organic food, sunlight, movement, and I don't just mean hopping on your Peloton, which I do every so often if I really just want to get a nice little Nice little bit of sweat break for the day. But movement is what I'm talking about. Walking. Jogging. Lunges. Spine rotation. Stretching. Healing. Meditation. Prayer. Why are we not promoting this? Why is this not the cornerstone of the system. And it's because in order for a system to exist, it has to indoctrinate you. It has to brainwash you. It has to make you believe that their magical vaccines are a perfect replacement for your God-given immune system. 
and nothing could be further from the truth. Imagine if we did have this perspective, though, of community, being with people, hugging, laughter, eating good nourishing food. There would be empty hospitals, relatively empty. The emergency rooms would be only filled with true emergencies. Pharmacies would probably have to get to the point where they might actually deal in herbal remedies <laughs> instead of lab-made prescriptions full of toxins. That is one reason why it is profit care, not health care. They only care about their wealth, their power, and keeping you sick and keeping your children sick. Because guess what? If they can make your child sick from day one, you are tied to that system until you decide you don't want it anymore. So how do we begin to figure all this out? How do we break the chains of this system? We are, I mean, are we tethered forever or can we become free? I think you can become free. I think that you can be your own expert, you can research, you can read, you can watch things. You don't have to blindly take my word or anyone else's word for anything. It's your experience. It's your opportunity. Part of the problem I see is people tend to be very one-sided. You believe what you believe, and you can't even fathom being open to another viewpoint. If I adopted that school of thought, I can't even imagine where my family would be today. And that is where my school of thought was, by the way. It was, yeah, just go to the doctor. Oh, no way that there would be a deeper, darker agenda. No way. Like they, they want everyone to be healthy. That's why we have hospitals. That's why we have pharmacies. That's why we have drugs. That's why we have doctors. Because they care about us. Really? Some do. There's good ones. Absolutely. But I was, what if I was too prideful to hear that friend who came to me that one day and said, Jody, I think you need to get your son checked out. What if I was too prideful and I didn't listen? What if I continued to blindly trust the professionals, the neurologists that said I'd have to institutionalize my son? What if I just listened to her and I never did anything to try to save him or heal him? Start asking questions. Questions like, if vaccines are strictly for immune-boosting purposes and protection against any number of viral infections, then why have heavy metals been found in nearly every vaccine across the board? Why? What is a heavy metal doing in there? Oh, they'll tell you it's to prime the immune system. How about we prime it with a natural infection? How about we prime it by actually getting COVID? How about we prime it by actually getting the measles? How about we prime it by actually getting chicken pox? How about we prime it by actually getting the flu? And understanding on a deeper level that those infections have a purpose. They have a purpose to detox your body, to get rid of junk, to cleanse, to pull out dead matter. They're not to be feared. Your body knows what to do. 
In 2017, quality control investigations by two Italian researchers raised awareness about the problem of micro and nanocontamination of vaccines. The pair were concerned with the number of seriousness or the seriousness of reporting adverse events following childhood vaccination. The researchers analyzed vaccines against chickenpox, diphtheria, hepatitis B, HPV, influenza, measles, mumps, pertussis, pneumococcus, polio, rubella, tetanus, typhoid, yellow fever, and more. Now you look at that list right there and already, already just saying those words might put you into fear because of conditioning, because you've been told for years, your child's going to die if they get measles, your child's going to die if they get pertussis. So just take note of that. How does it make you feel? Because you're going, I have, I know for a fact that you're going to get to a place if you're not there already, where you're going to look at that and you're going to go, Psh, we got this. To ensure the accuracy of their results, go back to this research study, three different members of the research team counted all identified particles three times each, resulting in an error rate of less than 10%. These researchers sought to detect the possible presence and identify the chemical composition of inorganic contaminants in 44 types of vaccines. The scientists' analysis verified the expected presence of saline and aluminum salt components declared by the vaccine manufacturers. However, in all but one sample, the researchers also found micro, submicro, and nano-sized inorganic foreign bodies not declared by the manufacturers ranging from 100 nanometers to about 10 microns in size. These foreign bodies included single particle clusters of these inorganic particles. The clusters contained anywhere from two to seven different metals. Okay, so first of all, back up for a second, because here, here's how they condition people. Oh, it's just nanoparticles. It's just micro. It can't harm you. Oh, you eat aluminum every day in your food. Yeah, that's kind of different than injecting aluminum, my friend. It's a little different. That was actually one of the very first arguments I got in with the pediatrician when I finally found my confidence. And I said, talk to me about aluminum. Why is it, why is it in vaccines? It's a neurotoxin. It can literally cause brain damage. And they said to me, oh, I mean, aluminum is not harmful. I mean, you, you drink it sometimes in your water, or you eat it in your food, pesticides. And I said, can you please explain to me, doctor who went to medical school, how injecting it is the same as eating it? They can't. Okay. So don't get duped by the whole, it's just a little bit. It's just a little bit that's going to cause a seizure. It's just a little bit that's going to potentially cause cancer in my child. It's just a little bit that may be the straw that breaks the camel's back and my child regresses into autism and loses all of his speech and bangs his head against the wall. Really? It's just a little bit? Are you willing to take that risk? 
Across vaccines and manufacturers, the researchers found a wide range of metallic nanocontaminants, including aluminum, bismuth, calcium, chromium, iron, lead, nickel, platinum, silicon, silver, stainless steel, tungsten, and vanadium. Without going into the into the dangers of heavy metals, guys, because like that is a whole other um, freedom cast. Any size or quantity in our bodies is probably not a good idea. That's the bottom line here. Okay. You can safely assume that for something that is sold to us as containing a part of a live or dead virus carried by saline, that sole purpose is for immune boosting properties. Let me say that again. It's sold to you as it's just a little bit and it's carried by saline and that the sole purpose of aluminum, mercury, all of these other things is to boost the immune system to do what it's supposed to do. That something like heavy metals, even as small as nanoparticles, certainly do not belong in that mix. So let's talk about vaccine. Let's talk about a vaccine to further this point here for a second. I think that'd be a good idea. So pre-2015, okay, pre-2015, a vaccine was defined by the CDC as, quote, an injection of a killed or weakened infectious organism in order to prevent the disease. Okay, pre-2015, the CDC says a vaccine is to prevent a disease. It's pretty straightforward. Okay. Well, in 2015, the definition was updated to state the act of introducing a vaccine into the body to produce immunity to a specific disease. So now we're going from preventing a disease to producing immunity to a specific disease. However, with the rollout of this new shot, okay, so this clot shot, this poisoned injection, this mRNA technology, and I will not call it a vaccine because it's not, um, they realized, but not quickly enough, that our own that their own definition did not fit good enough for them and probably not good enough to brainwash people. So as of this month, oh no, sorry, two months ago, September 2021, my how time flies when you're living in clown world, the definition of a vaccine per the CDC now reads, the act of introducing a vaccine into the body to produce protection to a specific disease. If a vaccine is to produce protection, then why doesn't this one do that? It has been made clear that none of the vaccines being advertised at the moment will prevent you from contracting a disease. And then you look at the COVID shot, does not stop transmission, does not confer immunity. These are known, does not stop transmission. You have the people who are getting so-called sick have been vaccinated from the very thing that is making them sick. And actually, I'd go a little bit deeper and say, it's not a virus making them sick. It's not even a bioweapon manufactured man-made virus. It is their own terrain making them sick. And I've been there. We've had it. <laughs> We've been sick. We've been sick to the point where I thought, okay, 
time to time to think about my body for a second. What's my body trying to tell me here? What do I need to what do I need to learn from this experience? Because that's what it is, is it's a learning experience. And then man, you let your body do what it's meant to do. And it's it's like you're it's like you're walking on water. It's like the most amazing feeling ever having natural immunity. That's what we need to get back to. That's why it's sacred. That's why cultures for years and still to this day, cultures in this world revere illness. They revere natural immunity because it is that special. That's what we need to get back to. Not being afraid of a fever, but revering a fever and going, this has a purpose. This has a purpose for my body. This has a purpose to make me stronger. And even something like, we'll go back to measles for a second, acquiring that naturally, which good luck trying to even find it nowadays. I wish there were measles and chicken pox parties on every corner. And we may even get to a point of having COVID parties. You never know. Um, I think some people probably already are. But uh, the measles provides this beautiful, beautiful, innate experience that you go through that. A child, it's like a rite of passage. A child goes through the measles and now their body beautifully makes the system that protects them from cancer, from certain types of cancer. And we don't have that anymore or not as much. And instead we're injecting cancer into, into, into children, unfortunately. So what constitutes a vaccine? Again, per the CDC quote, vaccines contain the same germs that cause disease. For example, measles vaccines contains the measles virus. There's live and there's killed. The Hib vaccines contain the Hib bacteria, but they have either been killed or weakened to a point that they don't really make you sick. Some vaccines contain only a part of the disease germ as well. So people can get sick from the ingredients in the vaccine. It's called an adverse event. It's called an adverse reaction. It's called the body is going, what, what the heck? I don't want aluminum in, in, in me. Aluminum is toxic. I don't want formaldehyde in me. I don't want aborted fetal tissue in me. I don't want polysorbate 80 in me. I'm going to have a reaction to that is what your body's saying. And I'm, and I'm, it's not going to be pretty. Now you look at the current injections being pushed on people today with Moderna, Pfizer. So neither of the current available ones by Moderna and Pfizer contain a live or a dead virus. The Johnson & Johnson uses a modified adenovirus, a dead part of a virus that is not COVID-related. Well, if a vaccine is a vaccine, it is to contain part of the virus. It is to produce protection to, right? So that's the whole concept. It's supposed to contain part of this virus that is supposed to produce in your body protection to this virus which is exactly why if you even take that concept alone, Pfizer and Moderna are not vaccines at all. They're mRNA injections. And that alone, that if you, if you just common sense listen to somebody say the term mRNA injection, that should, that should put your antennas up. 
because that doesn't even sound good. Like not even close. So this brings, let, let's go back really quick to heavy metals and ultimately why we choose natural immunity. Because it's not just the metals. It's the parasitic matter in vaccines. So think of two different things here, right? I'm, I'm saying personally, for me, for my family, it's a no across the board to what the system calls a vaccine, right? What I would look at and go, Okay, some of those are vaccines, some of those are mRNA injections, right? Not a vaccine. It's a no across the board to all of them for us. Not just because of the heavy metals, not just because parasitic matter, aborted fetal cells, foreign DNA that uses animal, viruses, fungi, and bacteria, monkey cells, latex, MSG, methanol, antifreeze, formaldehyde, the list goes on. So that's a part of the reason why we say no, but the biggest reason why we say no across the board right now and forever, and I mean forever, like you, I don't care what you make. I don't care how clean you make it seem. We're not doing it. Even if it had none of those ingredients in it, we're not doing it because the body is designed to do what it needs to do naturally. So why do we choose natural immunity for our family? Well, I think part of it is, number one, my eyes were open with my son. So I began to see something a different way. I began to realize that I was being sold a bill of goods. I began to see him get sicker and sicker at the hands of the system. So the very system that was promising to help make him better and not with autism because I was told I was told there's no cure for autism. I was told there's nothing you can do. I was told don't even even think about it. Just get ready to institutionalize him. But with the croup and the ear infections and all the things and the medications and the antibiotics and the steroids and the inhalers and the tests and the doctor's visits, he didn't get better. He got worse. Why? Why did he get worse? You're supposed to make him better. Your Your, your magic medication is supposed to cure everything. Your magical vaccine is supposed to be like a vitamin, remember? It's supposed to help him be healthy and strong. Well, that's not what happened. So then it, as we started to work backwards and reverse a lot of the damage, change our habits, change our eating habits, change the food that we were purchasing, change our mental and emotional health, change our perspective, Toxins in the home, removing them, becoming more aware, gut health, all of that, all of it. I was like, well, wouldn't it be okay if he had the flu and like his body built antibodies? Like, wouldn't that, isn't that what we should be doing? And then you get, you get kind of this pushback sometimes and you're going to get this pushback from people, which is, well, but nobody should have to die from the measles. Nobody should die from the flu. If you take the vaccine, you go to the emergency room, you take all the medicines, nobody's, no, then, then you're not going to die. Get the vaccine, you're not going to die. Well, that's not true because you can die from the ingredients in the very vaccine that is supposed to protect you. 
there's also the fact that we live in a fallen world, guys. Like this is something where, you know, when I sat and really thought about it and I was like, we're not living in utopia. This, this earth that we're living in right now, we're meant to be good stewards. We're meant to live a life that is following, you know, in the, in the footsteps of Christ. We're meant to learn and grow. But this isn't utopia. We're always going to have death. We're going to have death because we live in a sin-fallen world. And so I think a piece of this vaccine push, this transhumanism, it's actually transhumanism, is to try to make utopia here on earth, is to try to make it so you can inject yourself with a gazillion different things and live the perfect life and never die. And that's just not true. There's going to be tragedy. There's going to be death. There's accidents that happen. There's babies that die. It's tragic and horrible. But that doesn't mean that we go and inject everyone with a vaccine trying to prevent tragedies that will happen while we're living in a sin-natured world until we go to heaven one day, until we see our creator and we live in our new perfect body. But here on earth, we have tragedy. So what can we do? And I think we have, this is where we have choices, right? We have, do we, do we go the way of synthetic immunity out of fear, strictly out of fear that the measles might harm us or that our child might die from hepatitis B or that our baby might die from pertussis? Or do we choose a different path? Do we choose the path of learning and exploring and asking questions and making better choices and doing everything that we can do that we are in control of? And at the end of the day, resting our head on that pillow and going, yeah, we're making good choices. We're doing good. Life's not perfect. This earth is not perfect but we're doing good. We're learning. We're moving forward. We're getting better. We're revering natural immunity and what God has designed. And in my opinion, God has designed that to work in perfection. But we are human beings living in a sin-fallen world who get to make choices out of free will so if I'm going to choose to drink every day, drink alcohol, smoke cigarettes, let's say put toxic lotion and shampoo and soap all over my body and inject myself with vaccines and eat fast food and drink soda pop, well, I'm, I may not be very healthy. I may not be very resilient when something comes along. And then you know what, guys? There's also questions that we'll never be able to answer. And I think this is what a lot of people struggle with, which is, but they're the most unhealthy person in the world. How did they not die? <laughs> they're the most healthy person in the world, and they died. There's some things that we'll never be able to answer, friends. And we can 
put ourselves in a tizzy all day long trying to figure it out and think about it and answer, you know, have an answer for everything versus rooting back into what you know is true. Rooting back into what matters to you, what makes sense to you, what your belief system is, what your values are. Come back to that because I don't have an answer. Nobody does. And if somebody tells you that they do have an answer, they're lying to you as to why somebody who is 400 pounds and obese doesn't die from something and somebody who is 90 pounds and appears extremely healthy and runs every day and eats organic food and they die from something. I don't have an answer for that. But what I have an answer for, an encouragement for for you, is that you know the answer for yourself. You know what you believe in. You know what matters to you. You know what makes sense. So for us, the bottom line is we choose natural immunity. And we choose it because it makes sense. We choose it because there's benefits to it. Yeah, we're going to get sick sometimes. Yep, it's part of life. We might get norovirus. That's a fun one, by the way. It comes out both ends. My, I hope my children get measles and chicken pox. I hope, in fact, they've been exposed to it. I give them homeopathics. I give them homeoprophylaxis to help spur naturally that part of their immune system because they're not exposed to it like they, that, like children were 50 years ago. And, and even, you know, literally for centuries being exposed to natural viruses in the environment, bacteria in the environment, how they evolve, and they and we evolve right alongside them. So we choose natural immunity because that, to me, provides the most benefit, and it provides benefit long-term. There's, there's so much on the other side of when you get sick and build antibodies that people aren't experiencing anymore because they're choosing synthetic and fake immunity over natural immunity. I will tell you right now that there is no better feeling in the world than when you are sick as a dog and you get better and you have antibodies and you are on like freaking cloud nine. There's no better feeling. And there's also, um, to speak to the moms out there, I can tell you there's no better feeling than connecting with your child when they're sick. That's when we learn the most. That's when we actually gain the most confidence is when we are weathering it right alongside them and holding them and hugging them and feeding them bone broth and rubbing down their back with oils and giving them a detox bath and tucking them into bed and putting a maybe a cold cloth on their head. That is a sacred connection that's not happening as much anymore as it used to because people are afraid to get sick. They're afraid to miss work. Okay, real quick, let's digress for one hot second in that the chicken pox vaccine was marketed to parents as a way that they would not have to miss work. So you're telling me that you would rather trade natural immunity and antibodies that their that your child could then pass down to their children and also have the benefit of antibodies that protect against lots of other things you'd rather skip that so that you don't have to be inconvenienced and miss work 
And then there's the other piece of it too, which is, okay, what about in, what about an adverse reaction to that vaccine? Because in one second, in one split second, a child or an adult can have a life altering reaction happen to that vaccine. And now instead of missing work for a few days to take care of your child with chickenpox, it's an entire lifetime of care. Those are things to think about. Those are things to ask questions about. So natural immunity, friends, it's sacred. It's beautifully designed. It's not perfect, but nothing is. So what do you believe? And what are you going to choose? All right, guys. See you on the next one. As always, you can contact me in a lot of different ways, and I look forward to hearing from you guys. And send me topics, too. Send me topics that you might want me to talk about as well. Um, I hope you're having a beautiful, blessed day. And I hope and pray that we get back to a place of honoring natural immunity. Hey guys, thanks for joining the episode today. As a reminder, you can connect with me over at thewarriorcenter.com. You can also grab my book, Autism Reimagined, on Amazon, available both Audible, ebook, Spanish, English, and you can also head to therighttorule.com for some freedom gear. Remember this, my friends, you are a sovereign human being and you hold the power, not the government. See you next time.